Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me from her palatial two-bedroom in Chicago is Di Billick. Di, how are you? I'm fantastic, Bill. Happy to be on again. Yeah, thanks for coming back on. You know, you are the only person I've met so far who has just openly tolerated my cosplay, so I, that means a lot to me. I don't understand what's going on with your Jigglypuff thing that you have going on right now. It was extremely hard for me to get into the apartment. Thank you for waiting <laughs> the 90 minutes while I did. I can't get into the Pokemon thing, but I mean, I haven't been able to, but this... So stick with me on this. We're all, maybe some of us were born as humans, but we should have been born as Pokemon. I understand. You are a, uh, you are a jiggly sexual. There's a P in the middle of those two words if you uh, didn't catch that at home. I mean, there's more to it than that. You know, there, I mean, just some people, we, we've got an animal that's looking to evolve out of, we're looking to evolve out of who we are. So you are getting ready to do the jiggly puff plastic then. It's, you know, doctors are very willing to uh, do what you want if you give them enough money. Especially if you know LA doctors. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, so you know, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. I'll tweet out some pictures later on. This is the only episode where your cosplay is uh, not to my liking. I, I gotta be who I gotta be. I'm really uncomfortable. I'm gonna take a couple Xanax. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, great. As a quick reminder, So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. Now, die, die, die. My darling. Bill. Oh, oh, Riot Fest. Did you see? Who's the it? announcement. Who's the, it? The original Misfits are coming to Riot Fest this year. Oh, my God. Who oh, chill runs up your spine and crawls into your brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't think you were... Uh, I, I feel like... Wait, you're not that much younger than me. Okay, I'm aging myself. Moving on. All right, moving on, then. What games have you been playing lately, Die? What games haven't I been playing lately, Bill? So I recently, because of you, thank you so much, acquired a new Nintendo 3DS XL. Uh, I got the gray one, in case you were wondering. I went game crazy. The first game I bought, Mario Kart 7. And then I got some new Super Mario Bros. 2. Uh, I have been playing a bunch of downloads. I got Majora's Mask, and I'm playing that. I bought Zelda Triforce Heroes, which is the the game that you have to play online. It has to be a multiplayer. You can't play by yourself, or apparently you will die. And I haven't had a chance to play it yet with anyone, even though a couple of my friends have it. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to make you play that with me when the podcast is over. And... Uh, a game that I think a lot of people would probably not like or not approve of, but I love it because, you know, I'm a sentimentalist as far as Final Fantasy is concerned. But I got Theaterhythm, Final Fantasy, Curtain Call. Oh, that game's tight. I'm, I'm okay with that. Have you played it? I've played Theaterhythm. Okay, so this is... It's like one of my... If I'm having a bad day, Theaterhythm. If I'm having a good day. If I have to be on the train for a long time, yes. All of it. I love it. Uh, For those of you who are not familiar, it is like a DS guitar hero without 
a guitar. You can use either the pen or you can just use the buttons. And it's to Final Fantasy 1 through all the way up until 14. Every single one. Uh, and songs from all of them. And it's amazing. And it's, it's like easy, difficult, and then extremely hard. You can just play the songs. You can unlock characters. You can unlock songs. Uh, yeah. So that's what I've been playing. I have a lot to say about what I've been playing. Okay, well, keep keep laying it on me. I'm Do we want to go into what you're playing? Well, I've got one game to talk about, so I don't oh. know. Well, I that sounded pretty judgmental. I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> I mean, I've played another. I played two games, but I've talked about the other game, Pcross 3D. I've talked about it like in two other episodes already. <laughs> okay. So, like, I've kept playing that. I have a little bit to share, but okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to keep going then. Keep going. New Super Mario Brothers 2. Have you played it? I have not played it. Okay. So I just want you to know. Number one, it is very fun. It's extremely entertaining. But it's the easiest Super Mario Brothers I've ever played. I think I have... I'm on the last level and I have like 200 lives. Oh my and god. I know. It's not challenging at all. And that's what I loved about... And I think that's what everyone loved about the Super Mario Brothers games. Uh, not only did I download Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, and Super Mario World for my 3DS. Mm-hmm. And it was like a $4.99 download for each one, so I couldn't pass it up. I've spent a lot of money since I got this 3DS. Uh, the, the This new one is extremely easy. And if you die too much, you get like a golden raccoon. It's like a white golden raccoon. And it, it just makes the level so easy. And it is optional, but the Golden Leaf is, uh, it's, I feel like this is extremely easy, and I feel like they're trying to cater to a larger audience in that way. But do you not remember being five and six years old and playing Super Mario Brothers 1 and it being so hard? And that is why you wanted to keep playing it, because you absolutely needed to finish it. I'll do you one better. I played... Super Mario Brothers 3 like two years ago now on my, on my 3DS uh-huh. and I was like I'm going to do it without the warp whistles I'm just going to play through every stage and that was hard it's very hard that was really hard I'm on world 3 right now you got some time <laughs> you got some stages left then I have the warp whistles just because it's a it's a muscle memory thing uh-huh. and I was like oops well I'm not going to use them better not accidentally <laughs> use them uh, so yeah it's, but this new one is so easy but something I do love about it is something called Coin Rush, and it is a challenge. You can challenge yourself, you can challenge street pass people to see how many coins you can get in three worlds of your choosing, or sorry, not of your choosing, at random rather. But you choose the one to unlock, like there's levels one and two that you can do at random, there's levels three and four at random, five and six at random, and I believe that you unlock as you play the game. That's very fun, it's extremely addicting, I like beating my own score. Awesome. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that mode. That sounds pretty interesting. It's super fun. I'll let you play it on download play after the... We're going to be here till 6 a.m. Oh. after the podcast is over because we're going to do download play. It's going to be great. Oh, I don't I don't want to be out like with a morning commute in this Jigglypuff costume. I know. You're going to get eggs thrown at you. It's oh, going to be man. awesome. You know what? I'm going to go come with you. All right. Well, <laughs> you're going to like deflect some eggs or tell people don't throw the eggs, right? <laughs> Uh, what else? What else you play? <laughs> uh, so I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart because I I'm doing a project with a couple of friends and we've become pretty competitive with Mario Kart 
And quite honestly, I never played Mario Kart before this competition started. Never? Never. In my life. Huh. I know. Uh, I don't know how I got around it. It's not like I didn't have Super Nintendo when it first came out. I don't know. But I, I've been playing Mario Kart. So I have Mario Kart 7 for a 3DS. I have been playing Mario Kart 8. Um, we had <laughs> we were recording a Let's Play. And uh, my new project is called The Nerd Division. We have a Facebook. We have a website. I don't think they're live yet by the time this episode comes out. But they eventually will be. And then they'll be linked to all my stuff on diebillic.com. So uh, you'll, you'll hear about it again. You'll hear about it, I'm sure, ad nauseum. Anyway, we played, I think, we played over 30 races on Mario Kart 8. And the homicidal tendencies, the emotions, um, I, it broke up one of my friendships. Uh, I got married to someone, then divorced them over Mario Kart. Uh, and then I took him to court. And then uh, I, got, I got, you know, a settlement for pain and suffering. There was this whole big drama that played out in like a two-week period uh, because of all of the different versions of Rainbow Road. Some some very sudden turns there in that relationship. Yeah, it bent time and space. Mario Kart bent time and space for me. I mean, you are like going on a rainbow of light through the cosmos. So Rainbow <laughs> Road, I would believe, could do that. It's just, it's very frustrating. I love Mario Kart. I didn't realize, because I'm a competitive person so naturally, ugh, it's, I just, now I play it every day. It's really addicting and it's unfortunate. Now, Okay. I have a bone to pick with you. With me? This is another thing I've been playing. Okay. Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh, that game's great. Is it? It's not great. Oh. Bill, it's not great. First of all, no. Why am I paying a mortgage? Why am I working? Okay, the whole reason I'm an actor and a comedian is so I don't have to... I, I came from corporate. I was an account executive. I did a bunch of that stuff. I did the corporate thing. I don't like it. Why? Am I putting in a game where I have to go to work and fucking, if I don't pay Tom Nook my mortgage, he's gonna break my legs. If I can't catch a black trout for Soleil, she's not gonna like me anymore. It's just as stressful in real life. Why'd you tell me to buy it? You're the reason I bought it. That's my bone, and I'm picking it. You, it's picked. It's It's been picked. Okay, I. I, I thought it was, you know, fun, quirky. I, I, sometimes you like you hear KK Slider. He's got some cool tunes. That's not a reason. That that is a reason. That is definitely a reason. <laughs> Two of my other friends love Animal Crossing New Leaf, and I can't get into it. And then I learned that you can dive and get stuff. And there's all this stuff I haven't unlocked yet, and I feel like I've played a lot. I can't even find the fucking watering can. Yeah, uh. Hmm. Well, uh... Am I just bad at Animal Crossing? I'm uh, doing favors for all my friends. Marshall has a crush on me. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe there's nothing to get. <laughs> it's philosophy. Well, I mean, it's, it's, there's, there is no real, I mean, objective. I know. There's no narrative. Too, not too much, anyway. It's just... You know, be the mayor of your town. Have a good time. <laughs> but you're the mayor automatically. There's nothing to there's nothing to shoot for, really, is there? Uh, you can put some nice furniture in your house. I can't get into that either. My floors are bare. My walls are bare. That's sad. <laughs> That's like in Metal Gear Solid 2. Ryan, there are no posters in your room. <laughs> Did you ever? 
Sims? No, I ne- I've never played The Sims. That's my big blind spot, I guess. Okay. I've played every Sims. Not only this is aging me, but I played Sims City. I played the fucking... I played the... Did you play the, Sim Ants? The music? No, I did not. I played the Amusement Park one on PC. I played all of them on PC. One, two, three. I was, I was really into them for a while. And I would make, you know, myself. And then I would make, like, you know, the dude I was dating. And then we would break up and I would murder him. And then I, the, the new dude I was dating. And then we'd break up and I would murder him. And I would murder all our children by taking the doors off. And, you know, I'm bitter. Uh, so is this what you're missing from Animal Crossing? Kind of, because not only can I... My, my self in Animal Crossing has brown eyes and dumb hair. Why can I not personalize myself? I can't even make can't. myself look different? No. Oh. Not only that, huh. it's... So my, 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 my past thing doesn't work for some reason. I think they disabled it. Just like the Nintendo, uh, the other thing that they disabled, where you're able to speak with other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, why? Because everyone was swearing? I don't get it. <laughs> My life is the blue episode. Anyway, I came off as a, I, I, I came off The Sims for years and years, and then I'm playing Animal Crossing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, this is cute. You've seen my bedroom. It's a, it looks like a 13-year-old threw up their hopes and dreams inside of it. I have pink lights, and there's flowers everywhere. There's the, I mean, it, it really looks like a teenager lives in there. It's just pink, and everything's Kate Spade. It's almost embarrassing if I got embarrassed. It's just very, very, very girly on steroids. So everyone thought I would love Animal Crossing, and I just hate it. I just hate It's a pain in the ass, and guess what? I have to play it. Now I'm, okay, I'm torn there. Because I I have to see what the big deal is. All you my friends are like, You have to oh, see I what the big deal it. is. You can just do whatever you want. Don't play it. Throw it out the window. It was $40, Bill. You could probably sell it for like $25. Well, now I'm going to sell it for $25. And Nintendo. that's what I've been playing. That's all? No. <laughs> but we're going to cut, cut it off with that. That seems reasonable. Yeah, that, that, You know, I, I appreciate that. We, I think we got a good representative sample there. I think so, too. <laughs> what have you been playing? Well, uh, so I mentioned before, yeah, I'm playing uh, still Pcross 3D2. And I was kind of looking forward to the end of the game because it's just a series of puzzles. And I, I looked like I'd run out of puzzles. It would, uh, it's like giving you different levels of puzzles, basically. And after, like, you'd beat some, it would display more and then unlock more. And finally, I got to a point where it stopped displaying more, stopped unlocking more. And I was like, this is very addicting, but I feel like the hook's digging into me a little bit. I, I, I want to be off this ride. I want to stop. And so I get to the last puzzle. I finish the last puzzle. A credit screen rolls. And then ten more levels unlock. Ten more levels or ten more puzzles? Ten more levels, which each have five to eight puzzles each. Oh, and boy. E- and each puzzle takes five to ten minutes to complete. What type of puzzles are they? I, I'm not aware of this game. Uh, so think of it like 3D Sudoku. Okay. So you've got a cube, and there are numbers on the sides of the cube, and they represent how many in that uh, line of blocks, how many of those blocks should stay. Uh, so if you have like eight cubes, and it says three on the side, then three continuous blocks should stay. You don't know which three, though. Okay, so it's 
Sudoku meets Minesweeper? Yes. Great. Yeah. Okay. And so you you like mark the ones that are safe, and uh-huh. then you can like give uh, little guess marks on the ones that you're not sure about, and then you knock out the ones that shouldn't be there at all. And at the end, you get like a little uh, like a little uh, model, like of a of a dog or a Ferrari or a, you know spaghetti did dinner. <laughs> so is this on your DS? This is on the DS. It's it's 3DS, and you play with a stylus, which is a very good way of playing, good way of like knocking out the blocks and rotating the the puzzle around. Uh, this particular game you have is only uh, released in Japan, so you have but to. But you have homebrew on your system. I have homebrew on my system, so I can run region free, and I've been playing a lot of that. I played it. I went out to Denver last week. I played it on the flight out, the flight back at night in the morning, and I thought I was out, but I got drug, dragged back in. <laughs> Never gonna be rid of this game. I had to stop for a little bit. Uh, just try some other games, but I've only played a couple minutes in each. I'm like, man, I really want to play some more Picross. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a great. I love those addicting games. Those even if you 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 know you're addicted, you know you're obsessed with it. If something grabs your interest that much, those those are my favorite types of games. I, I completely agree, and and I was so excited to play this, and the first Picross was so good, and I just. Now I'm like, oh man, when I run out of this, what's going to happen? Where, where's, the, where's the next high going to come from? It's like me with Dragon Age. Oh my god, I think it is. It's a lot like that, yeah. <laughs> Obsessed? Okay, yeah. awesome. And then I did play a new game. I played another different new game. I When I was out in Denver, my dad has a PlayStation 4, actually. He's never really played it, I think. Like he has uh, Lego the Hobbit and Monopoly. And I saw that the last time it booted up was like in December of 2014. What? So. Um, side note, I also have Lego The Hobbit and Monopoly. They're both nice games. Uh, if you get stoned or you, <laughs> or you do drugs, I don't do drugs. I'm pretty straight edge. And by pretty straight edge, I mean hardcore straight edge. Whoa. I know. Uh, <laughs> the... I, I think the appeal is all in maybe smoking weed and playing them, especially if you are sentimentalist with any type of Tolkien stuff, uh, and even if you hated the Hobbit movie. It's fucking Lego Hobbit. I mean, you're there are Legos running around, and they are dwarves, and they are your favorite characters. Uh, that's great. And Monopoly? Pretty damn good. Not gonna lie. A faithful representation of Monopoly? Yes. I, I did not I did not play either of those. Instead, I played Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4. Perfect. Yes, and, I, and if I had to describe Uncharted, I would describe it as <clears throat> the unchartiest Uncharted to have ever Uncharted. <laughs> Sounds like you're saying sharded, and I love it. Gross. <laughs> but true, it does sound like that. I can't deny. I saw the trailer for Uncharted, but I haven't played it. Please tell me about it. So the, the basic idea of all the Uncharted games is you are Nathan Drake who is an Indiana Jones type archaeologist, explorer, murderer and <laughs> you go around in giant mountains and archaeological digs and you're climbing around and it's got this unique climbing style of platforming where there are a bunch of handholds all over the walls and stuff. You kind of have to sort of sense them out by like moving his arms around and he jumps to them and he's sometimes almost falling off and scrabbling back up and finding it like either organically or like going along a building and there's that part of it, and then there's also the the gunplay where you find like 200 army men 
inside the archaeological ruins and you have to shoot them all. <laughs> By yourself? Pretty much. Fantastic. And like that part's less interesting. It's just kind of boring. It's, it's very uh, formulaic. Like you sit behind the box, you pop out when they're not shooting, and you pop back in when they are shooting, and reload the gun, and you have dynamite. And then also it's kind of notable because it's, like it does take itself very seriously as like a summer blockbuster type event where there are big, big set pieces and giant uh, explosions and climactic events. And like in uh, Uncharted 2, for example, there's a big thing where like at the start of the game, you're on a train and it crashes off a mountain and you have to climb up through the, the train that's falling off the mountain before it falls into the abyss. And then, wow. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uncharted 4, a lot of cutscenes. Lots of cutscenes. Now, for this one, Nathan Drake has been retired. He is retired as being an Indiana Jones knockoff. No, he's not. No, he's not. Or is he? Because his long-lost brother walks into the picture. Is he a twin? He's like a soap opera. Oh, my God, I wish. (laughs) I wish. But it, it kind of is because it's Nolan North, who is like the voice actor for everybody in video games, is Nathan Drake. And then Troy Baker, the other guy who is the voice actor for everybody in video games, is his older brother. It's like, if you could pick two voice actors to be the brothers, it would be Troy Baker and Nolan North, and they're there. Perfect. And, and it's, it's pretty alright. I mean, it's like a C-level blockbuster plot. It's, it's alright. But, I mean, I'm kind of hoping it picks up a little bit. I'm like five hours in. It's been good. When, uh, when I got to the first part where it's like, all right, you have to sneak around and take out all the soldiers from behind, I was like, nope, <laughs> taking a break now. Bye. Bye. Uh, that's what would you rate it? One, one, uh, one to ten. One being uh, my Animal Crossing rating, and ten being my Dragon Age Inquisition rating, since you know me <laughs> so well. I I would go with a six. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's alright. I'm I'm gonna probably play it more and try and see it through. It's not a very long game from what I understand. It's like ten to twelve hours to complete the whole story. What? Yeah. That's unheard of for me. Especially it, on PlayStation 4 game. I mean I think they try and, you know, pack in as much like action and intensity as they can to make up for the short running time, but Interesting. Yeah, I mean, compared to, like, The Witcher or Dragon Age, which are, like, 100-hour games right. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're a completionist. Yeah, it, does a little, it pales a little bit compared to those two. Um, I forgot one thing that I am kind of playing. All right. It is Quantum Break. Quantum Break. And I bought it for my life partner. Uh, I'm just kidding. We're just... Of living together. Uh, how, how did Lucy like it? Uh, Lucy was like, eh, I, uh, that's my dog, guys. That's my pot. Uh, no, I got it, and it was, uh, it breaks off into a movie quite frequently. I've only, I've only watched it being played as I play Donkey Kong Country on my DS. <laughs> Reminisce and try to beat that. Uh, no, I bought it for my boyfriend Dan, and he's been playing it. And that is my attempt to get him more into video games because he's only like an Assassin's Creed guy. So I'm just, I'm really trying. I'm trying in vain. It's not really working. But I, I was watching him play Quantum Break, and I'm following the story, and there's so much dialogue. There's so much 
we saw the trailer and we were like, that's nice. And I got it from his little gift and I'm not impressed. No? No. Hmm. That's, no. That sounds interesting, like if it's got actual like scripted on camera stuff going on there, but... It, it looks like a film. And I'm not a first person shooter type of gal. Uh, I can play them and I enjoy them at times if they're done right, but uh, quite frankly, I'm kind of old school. I'll play Doom, you know. I'll. There's a new Doom out this I know, month. I yeah, know. <laughs> I, I saw it, they have it at Redbox. So I'm thinking of picking it up this weekend. I, I think I might too. I think I might too. Uh, yeah, it's but it's Quantum Break. The verdict is still out on that one. It's not my. It's not my style. It's not my type of game. Watching someone else play it makes me not want to play it at all. Whereas when I saw the trailer, I really wanted to play it and check out the gameplay. Huh. Well, yep. that sounds pretty definitive. There. It's spoiled. Yeah. We have been playing all the games. All of them. <laughs> all of them. The score, and it's a final score, uh, is 2 for Bill and 800 for Doc. <laughs> sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, the perk of being a professional actor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, waste all of your time guilt-free. Oh, man. I, I got halfway there. Waste all your time. It's that last part. That, <laughs> oh, so close. Uh, next life. You know, next life, I'll re-roll. I got, I'll respec, and I'll, I'll get the better min-maxing going on. No respawning for you. You have to learn how to master that this time. So that's the games we've been playing. We're going to take a short break now, and when we come back, we'll be moving on to Choose Your Fighter. Look, you're wasting your time. And believe me, you don't have a whole lot left to waste. What's your point anyway? Survival? Well then, the last thing you want to do is hurt me. I have your brain scanned and permanently backed up in case something terrible happens to you which it's just about to. Don't believe me? Here, I'll put you on. Hello? That's you. That's how dumb you sound. You've been wrong about every single thing you've ever done, including this thing. You're not smart. You're not a scientist. You're not a doctor. You're not even a full-time employee. Where did your life go so wrong? Yay! <laughs> uh, perfect, perfect. And that's what we've been playing lately. Uh, so now we're going to move on to Choose Your Fighter. So in this segment, Di and I will square off with one article, news event, or upcoming game that we've discovered until only one of us is left standing. It's going to be me. Well, she, she said it first, so... Uh, <laughs> Well, but I'm going to go first, so let's see if that <laughs> lends me an edge. Uh, so I think for this, we're both going to be talking about games that are coming out, uh, some sooner than others. Uh, but the game I wanted to talk about for this episode is Tokyo Mirage Sessions, hashtag FE. That's well, a mouthful. It is. It is. A, I'm not even sure if that's actually a hashtag, but I'm pretty sure it's a hashtag. Uh, this is a game coming out for the Wii U. Uh, there are games still coming out for the Wii U, a couple. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be out in June, and it's made by Atlas. Atlas does the Shin Megami Tensei series. as it is, uh, That's one of their big things. They do the Persona games that are uh, like a spin-off of the Shin Megami Tensei. They do a lot of like smaller, weird stuff. I don't know if you ever played Catherine or heard of Catherine. I've heard of Catherine. I have not played it. 
Uh, so yeah, they're they're more of a niche company that brings over these kind of very Japanese games, I would say. And this game is super Japanese. <laughs> uh, the, in what way? Well, it's set in modern Japan. Perfect. And you you go through uh, like I recognizable at like locations in Japan. You're in Tokyo. You go through Shibuya. Go through Harajuku, and. And so that, I, I don't know many games that actually do that. I mean, uh, Persona, of course, does it. Uh, another game you might want to check out for the Nintendo DS is called The World Ends With You. Wow. What an odd title. I'm intrigued. It's pretty cool. It's a weird RPG with like a weird uh, like sci-fi storyline also set in modern Japan, and that takes place in Shinjuku. There's a, here's an important question. Do I need to be jailbreaked with homebrew in order to play that game? You would not. Uh, yeah, that, that's just a plain old Great. Nintendo DS game, so you're good to go with that. Uh, but this game is also talking about uh, like modern <laughs> modern talent agencies in Japan. <laughs> and we talked about this a little bit in an earlier episode. Uh, there's this game called Persona 4 Dancing All Night, and that spent like an hour talking about the Japanese idol industry. <laughs> I can't tell you the last. I, I know it's like, oh, you're an actor. Da, da, da. Guess what? Last thing I want to do when I turn on a video game is do what I do in real life, which is pay my mortgage, uh, go to work selling pears. So, f- friggin' Tom Nook doesn't break my legs, like I said, <laughs> or you know, going to auditions and finding a talent agent. I- no. Thank you. And I see the appeal for younger people or architects or something, <laughs> but this is just my voice speaking. I'm telling you, get out of here with that garbage. And that's a relatable feeling. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I would not want to come home from work and do like the customer service game. Like, write <laughs> Thank n- you. Write nice emails to people as part of a game. That's not my speed. You know, they glorify auditioning and stuff. And I'm, you know, I gotta tell you, you're, it's, I'm a professional rejectee. I, 99% of my life is spent being rejected for various reasons. Shitty hair, bad delivery, uh, I'm a hack or whatever, you know, all the reasons that all the casting directors give. Last thing I want to do is run around Japan being rejected in a game. Well, I've got good news for you. You are running around Japan, but you're not alone. You see, so this is a crossover game. It's based on, like, largely the Shin Megami Tensei universe. But there's another series of games called Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. I played Fire Emblem Fates demo, and I really liked it. So there you go. So you're somewhat familiar with Fire Emblem. It's, you know, like, role-playing, like, knights and feudal lords fussing and fighting over, you know, land and Traditional. Uh, Japanese role-playing game for sure. So in this case, though, you're, these are basically people from another dimension. Fire the Fire Emblem characters, and when the when the regular Japanese people they need to fight, they summon their mirages, and the mirages take the form of Fire Emblem characters. That's that's better. That makes it better. That, that's a little more detached from your day-to-day life. So, yes. <laughs> or is it? I'm summoning espers regularly on the red line when some guy, you know, whips out his wiener and threatens to pee on me because I wasn't making eye contact with him. 
you know, just a day in the life in Chicago. I mean, Rama is good for that. So <laughs> I, I would hold no grudges if she pulled out Rama or Shiva. Shiva. I would freeze his ass. <laughs> <laughs> So, but that's the that's what is got me so intrigued about this game. Is first off, there are very few RPGs that are set in the modern era. Uh huh. You know, for for reasons, for valid reasons. But yes. it feels like there, like as part of escapism, there should be like a thing where it's like people in their twenties that have regular jobs, but then they go and they like get swords and they like Wait. fight in downtown wherever. Uh, stealing that idea, developing that game right now. All right, done. Good work. All right, that was an episode. We'll be developing this game for the next three years. Look for the Kickstarter. <laughs> no one steal my idea or I will whip my wiener out and I will pee on you on the red line. Be careful. They might have espers. Okay. You're right. I, I don't think anyone steals ideas on the internet anyway. <laughs> no, no, no one does. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> Got him. But yeah, it's a, it's a modern RPG and it's like a weird part of... That's not really fair. It's not weird. It's totally different from any other lifestyle that I understand. Living in Japan, working for a talent agency, like working in an idol industry, and having a knight like appear for you and fight for you. Is it not reminiscent of taking the, uh, the Final Fantasy X-2 where Yuna becomes this freaking pop star and made me almost want to kill myself. In Final Fantasy X-2 when Yuna becomes a pop star and made me regret every decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> because why would you do that? Why would you do that to me? Why would you do that to me? Why would that game open on a con- on Yuna's concert? What? It took the illusion of being in a different time in a different universe and it really just modernized it to hell. And then I just wanted to die, Bill. Anyway, that's what it kind of is reminiscent of in my head with my what I'm imagining it's like. The difference here, perhaps, is like I think with uh, Final Fantasy X, they had established like a certain reality to the world, and then like maybe shifting that is the thing that is un- unfortunate and jarring about that. But I think maybe we'll, we'll see here. I mean, of course, for you, it might end up being different, but mm-hmm. uh, like I think the fact that they're starting here and this is like the base they're building. They, they can build that up more solidly and it'll make sense within the rules of their own game. Good point, good point. It, it, being able to summon already existing characters that people really like, I think that's a great idea. I think utilizing that is... I think that would be really fun. I would like to check that game out. Me too. When's it, it coming out? It's coming out June 24th of this calendar year. Soon! Soon! And it'll be on the Wii U. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I... It's, like, the only game coming out, like I said, for the Wii U. There's, like, one other game. Do you have a Wii U? I do. I do. Are you going to get it? I'm going to get it. Okay. I, that's the plan. I'm going to play it. I'm going to come over and play it. Do it. Don't don't let me... Well, knock first. But otherwise, don't let me stop you. <laughs> Bill, ah! Ah! Why are you wearing your jiggly puff? Is this what you do when you get home? I... Don't wear that at home. It's too big for the apartment. How could I? <laughs> out of the closet, folks. I only wear that outdoors, please. <laughs> uh, so that's the game that I'm looking forward to coming up. Is there a game you're looking forward to? <laughs> There's news. Of what game? There's news. News of what game, though? I've awoken from my icy slumber in the ground because there's news. 
Whisperings of Dragon Age 4. Oh, Dragon Age. My favorite game series of all time. So here's what happened. Mark Dara tweeted a video that shows a book with a red cover. And it looks like, to me, it looks like a wolf in a tower. uh, Because, you know, I'm in love with Solus, who's the dread wolf. And yes, I know, he's a fictional character, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that noise. I can be in love with fictional characters. Suck my balls. Anyway, uh, so who, someone said, I, I saw this news and someone went, it's a chess piece and a fox. And I was like, no, it's the freaking tower and it's a wolf. Because, spoiler alert, Solus was the dread wolf. Solus is the dread wolf, everybody. Everyone knows now because everyone, duh. Everyone um, listens to this podcast, so they, if they didn't know before, they know now. <laughs> everybody, listen. So, inside this red book with a tower or chess piece and a wolf, dread wolf wise, I'm serious, is, it, it says EA slash Bioware, internal use only. And guess which font it's in? Uh, Calibri. <laughs> Good guess. It's in the Dragon Age Inquisition font. Uh, I'm telling you. You son of a tease. I, it's, uh, do you even Dragon Age, bro? There are people who are, who are speculating that maybe for another game. No, it's the Dragon Age Inquisition font. If you are not familiar with the Dragon Age Inquisition font, get out of here. Just go. Bury yourself in a hole. Uh, I, should I? Can I stay? Get out! Leave your microphone. Leave the jiggly puff. <laughs> oh, he's stuck in the doorway. He can't get out. I'm, oh, he can't I'm get good. the jiggly puff off. I'm good. Just come back. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, anyone who knows me or is familiar with uh, me or listen to me ramble on and on and on about how much I love Dragon Age knows that I took a very special time, which the U.S. people call Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I took my Thanksgiving <laughs> a couple years ago, and I bought the Xbox One with Dragon Age Inquisition, and I came home after so long of waiting in between Dragon Age 2 and Dragon Age Inquisition, I felt like it was 15 years. And I got home and I was the happiest person. I teared up a little bit. That's how much I love this game. I opened Dragon Age Inquisition and there was a blank CD inside. (laughs) What? Yes. There was a blank CD inside. And... I mean, you know where I live. I went to a Target pretty kind of far away. Not the Wilson one in Uptown. I went to another one. Mm. And, oh, oh, yes. I went back that night. And uh, they'll, give you, they'll give you so much trouble for that because you didn't do anything wrong. But it's did. like, uh, it's a, why would we sell you a blank box? Exactly. I went in there and I was so, I don't know if they had ever seen anyone so serious. And it was on Thanksgiving. So it was Black <laughs> Friday everything. Oh, and man. I was the most intense person in that store. That's impressive. And I looked that woman in the face and I said, I've been waiting for years for this. <laughs> and I opened it and it's blank. Look at it. It's blank. And she was just so perplexed. And I said, give me a new one. 
<sighs> I'm not leaving until I have a new one. And she did, and it was great, and everything was great. So any type of Dragon Age 4 news to me is great. We all know there's going to be Dragon Age 4. It's it's Dragon Age Inquisition was way too successful for anything. To, uh, I mean, there's a Dragon Age 4. It's happening. But I'm telling you, this is me telling you. That is what that book was. It's the font. There's a wolf. It's happening. And I think it's happening in Orlais. That has nothing to do with the news. That has nothing to do with games coming out. That's diabolic speculation there for you. Oh, diabolic speculation. Diabolic speculation. Hello. Uh, the Dibek spec. Dibek <laughs> spec. Uh, yes, no fox, it's a wolf, the dread wolf is here, he's coming, he's gonna destroy the world, he's gonna destroy the veil, everything's gonna be fantastic, and it's probably gonna come out in eight years. I know, it's, it's gonna be a while. I know, I have I, a bunch of DS games that will hold me over, hopefully, but probably Hopefully, not. yeah. Probably not. You can always try Mass Effect, Mass Effect's pretty cool too. Are you in this man trying to make me play Mass Effect all the time? Don't you want to hear the tale of the shepherd? Of course I do. I always want to hear the tale of the shepherd. Of course I do. You, you got Jennifer Hale. She's so cool. <laughs> Everyone's so cool to you. You're wearing a Jigglypuff puff costume. It makes me feel... I said Jigglypuff. That's how it makes me feel to wear it. <laughs> feel Jigglypuff. Can't get through the doorway. <laughs> how does this game work? Do we have to fight to the death of who can talk more about their news? Well, I, I feel like it's a, a battle that the listener decides on in their minds. <laughs> so, uh, so I win. Got it. Uh, uh, well, I, I guess you said it, so I guess that would be... <laughs> they how, just thought it because they heard it. That's that's true. That's how, that's how imprinting works. Don't think of Pink Elephant. Don't think of it. You heard it here first, folks. Diabolic wins. Ugh. All right. You win. Ah, feels good. Tastes so sweet. Ah, don't lie to me. La Croix never tastes sweet. It tastes <laughs> like a lot of things. It's never sweet. Oh, yeah. You're from, you're from up north. You spent time in Canada. You say it properly. Le Croix. Thank you. I, I, and you get the pamplemousse flavor. Pamplemousse. Well, I think we're rapidly digressing here, so <laughs> I guess we'll call that a wrap. Uh, there is another episode of So Many Bits to a close. Uh, Die one more time. Uh, your Joy Division. Your show is Joy Division. No, that is a band from way long ago. Uh, the show is going to. The show is called Nerd Division. The, sorry, the show is called The Nerd Division. And we will be releasing episodes shortly. Uh, that is all I can really say about it right now. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that our favorite video games will be making appearances. So many episodes of Dragon Age, occasional Final Fantasy. I got a Sephiroth wig from Japan. <laughs> Yes, it's happening. Uh, I do believe our first episode will be Mega Man series, or focusing on the Mega Man series, but we will see. They may be released in a different order, uh, but you can find the Nerd Division on Facebook and or thenerddivision.com, which, like I said, may or may not be up by the time this episode is released. 
I'm also in the Chicago Women's Funny Festival this year. Awesome. My show is Friday, June 17th at 8 p.m. at Stage 773 in Chicago. And I also have a brand new run with my group, Unlikely Company, Fridays in July at Stage 773. Excellent. And we are now a, we are a resident company, and we are now produced by Stage 773. So we are going to be there, I believe, three runs a year. That, that's making it, getting someone else to foot the bill. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah so that is, that is where you can find me, Stage 773 Fridays. A lot of Fridays. Most Fridays. I'm stuck here, Bill. Making dick jokes on Friday nights. That, there, are, there are worse fates. Like. I'm living the dream. <laughs> That's what I have going on right now. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, well, if you're looking to find us, you're already listening to us, but we can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook. We're on there at so many bits. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or listen to us on SoundCloud. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for other podcasts. Support independent art. The spirit of Delica Pelzu. <laughs>